Thanks for downloading this episode from Teachers Talk Radio. You can find the full schedule and listen back to all our shows at ttradio.org. Enjoy the podcast. It's time for a fresh start to language learning. Pearson Edexcel's new student-centred French, German and Spanish 2024 GCSEs cater to the needs of all learners, regardless of their background, ability or reason for studying. Rooted in learned language knowledge, their assessments are transparent and accessible, allowing all students to showcase their language skills. Through inclusive and relatable content, the new Pearson Edexcel MFL GCSEs build a shared cultural capital that helps students develop an understanding of and appreciation for the wider world. Find out more at go.pearson.com forward slash MFL GCSE 24. Good evening, everybody. Uh, welcome to Teachers Talk Radio uh, once again. Uh, for the late show and a really interesting topic tonight about teaching from start to finish the job application process the interview process and basically getting a teaching job and how potentially archaic or not depending on your point of view the, the whole system is and this sort of show tonight was inspired by a tweet of mine about a week ago maybe um, where I sort of just, just said what I thought, really, and I gave a couple of examples. So we talked a little bit about um, the the fact that a job application form um, has to be downloaded from a each school website and then filled in, and then often it's still like a downloadable Word document, um, and you have to go on there, you download the Word document, you check it's the right format, I remember one I did maybe a year or two ago. Um, it was still in like the Word 95 format. So I had to convert it to like Word <laughs> 2000s because it was still, they hadn't touched it since 1995. <laughs> you see what I'm saying? It was a Word 1995 teaching application form on the school website. Um, and one of the things I tweeted like the other week was some of the questions on the forms are still things that probably break the law. Um, you know, things like how old are you or things like, um, you know, uh, you know, things about maternity covers and paternity leave and, and all this sort of stuff that probably like most companies outside of teaching, even in the public sector, even, like even the NHS, even like other organizations in the public sector probably have cleaner and easier application processes than than teaching. And then obviously tonight I want to also discuss like the in, internet. I was going to say the internet process. I mean, the interview process, um, which again, you know, when you consider now, particularly now post-COVID, the number of jobs where you can apply on one click and then so imagine like linkedin you know you apply in one click and then following that the interview is like an hour you know in teaching it's still a full day sometimes two days sometimes even three days um for more senior roles now yes in some industries and areas this probably still happens but you know when you consider that you've got like people who have just passed their their first year of teaching you know their ects their you know pgc students and and the, the, the it is really is like an episode of the apprentice um to to get a job still 
um, in teaching. And when you imagine that teaching has unprecedented numbers of teachers leaving and when you sort of see the stats of thousands of jobs still available, um, like only sort of a few weeks ago, there were still like four or 5,000 jobs on TES. When you see that and then you match it up with the way in which the job hunting and getting processes and teaching it's just worlds apart it should be much easier much more streamlined in my opinion but that's the whole point of tonight's show really to discuss the process discuss different people's experiences of the process got some wonderful guests joining me tonight i've got um, simone who i'll say hello to in a minute i've got mikey and i've got lee and i'll be talking to each of those three uh, during the course of the next sort of 55 minutes an hour and of course uh, you potentially if you want to call into this and actually have your say and maybe you want to talk about your experiences of applying for jobs maybe not even in education but maybe you want to compare your experience of applying for a job outside of education to the experiences of teachers inside education trying to get a job that's what we're going to be looking at tonight is the experiences we've had, the changes that we think could be made at each step of the process to make it a bit better and a bit easier. Perhaps we can talk about our horror stories as well um, and and so on. I've had, what, maybe nine, ten jobs now in, in teaching. And in addition to that, I've had set lots and lots of interview experiences, all of them very different. So I'll hopefully also share some of my experiences and insights in that sense as well. Um, just before we crack on um, with getting into the topic tonight, um, massive shout out to our sponsor on the show tonight. That's Pearson MFL. Um, if you're interested in checking out their new suite of MFL qualifications, um, which are due out now, um, then you can go and visit go.pearson forward slash MFL. And you can find out more about the qualifications in French, Spanish and German that they have and they've basically redesigned them so they're more student focused um and you can well you can check them all out um on the website so i'll talk more about that later on um, in the show but well worth checking out even if you're not an mfl teacher but you're just interested in the way in which qualifications are being built um now um simone i'll i'll say hi to you first are you there Hello, Tom. Hello. Thanks for asking me to come and speak well, tonight. Well, it's absolutely wonderful because I followed you for a long time on social media. So I was really happy when you said, yeah, I'll come on and talk about that. Um, do you want to tell everybody a little bit about you, your background, what you're doing now and, and so on? Sure. I'm currently a 2IC in science at a really lovely school it's a um, Catholic school, but non-selective uh, down in Kent. Um, I've been a teacher for 15 years, and this is only my second school, and I've been there eight years. Wow. Okay. And uh, how many years in total teaching up to now? Well, 15 years in schools. I did do some um, lecturing at university a few years ago as well well did you see what, what i said the other week that anyone who does more than five years should get a medal so you should have three medals <laughs> yeah. and in like 20 years time you should be able to take them on the antiques roadshow and have them valued at like fifty thousand pounds because hardly anybody's got three um i know so um i should ask you i mean a lot of people have said um like fairly recently that this was a really challenging year 
Um, and you've obviously been teaching 15 years. So how, how have you find, found this year and, and the last year or two? I do think this has been one of the hardest. The only um, other year that I can think of that's been as challenging is when um, I was exclusively teaching from home, which I didn't enjoy at all. So when I was remote teaching oh, yeah. because of COVID. Why and this is the hardest it? year. Yeah, this is the Sorry? hardest year. Well, first yeah, of all, apart why from you COVID. enjoy that? Oh, uh, <laughs> I was not destined to be sitting on my own in a room, talking at a computer screen and hoping that people were there. It's not, it's not really... <laughs> My but style. Did you, were the no perks to it? Because I'll be honest, when I did it, I sort of, I enjoyed, like, I agree with you, like, you miss a heck of a lot of the the interaction and the, 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 the whole, the whole source code of teaching sort of goes out the window a little bit. But I did enjoy the flexibility of it. I enjoyed, like, it did cut out a lot of like the sort of wasted time that you get in a school day, even the time like moving between classrooms or like the stressy bits of like setting everything up and like the noise between, you know, like it cut out for me, it cut out a lot of like the stressy bits. Um, but I, I didn't get as much out of the teaching, of course. Yeah, I'd agree with that. I mean, it does, it did make me think that we have an awful lot of unnecessary meetings and an awful lot of extraneous admin in school. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because, I mean, it was just... And then when I went back from that into school, I really did notice, you know, it was it was just an interesting contrast to see. And, and there were certain elements of it, like I was like, oh, phew, you know, like this is better because I can actually talk to humans. But then on the flip side, it did, it was more, much more tiring um, this sure. is me talking now. It's much more tiring and much more. And there was there were many more stress points in the day. Sure. Um, but that's anyway. Um, so, yeah. So, like, I invited you on to this to talk specifically about because you made a comment on my uh, tweet the other week that was about teaching, like the archaic nature of teacher job applications and the process of getting a job. So I, I was wondering if you could sort of tell me what your thoughts are on this and how you think that it needs to change or should change. Well, like you said, an, an awful lot of the application forms seem to be out of the dark ages. Uh, often you can't copy and paste information into them. They're in different formats depending on different schools. And I just think it would be so much easier if there was a standardised form, maybe kept somewhere centrally, and you could literally tick a box to say, I'm looking for work, or tick a box to say, no, thank you, I'm not looking for work, and just have a standard application. Um, and it makes it easier, I think, for the schools to compare candidates as well. Yeah, I mean, I don't know if you managed to listen to this, but if you do, then that if you do get a chance, then do. But a couple of weeks, it probably was about a month ago now, I did a show on TTR with um, Wayne Cartmel from my new term. Um, and they obviously have designed this system where there's you sign up for the site and essentially that's your profile. And then you basically could just apply for jobs with that one profile. Oh, so, right. But I, in the replies to that tweet I did last week, 
even though a few people did mention it, I I genuinely think the government need to do something. You know, we said about like the the way they've done with the with the job uh, application thing they set up, where you can apply for jobs now on gov.uk. Yeah. There should really be something for teachers where they just fill in their thing on there, and then they can apply apply using that profile on the government website. I don't, I, but I don't think that exists at this point. I think those jobs are just on there, and then you click through to the school website, and then you apply through there. Yeah, um, yeah. But I, I definitely think that would sort of change the game a little bit in terms of this job that you you've got now. I know you've been there for eight years. I think you said, but. What was that? What was your like? Talk me through what you had to do to get that job in the school you're in now. Oh, it was cushy for me. This oh. one. Um, <laughs> now I'm going to completely throw all of our, you know, theme for the night out of the window. It was sort of an accidental job. Oh really? Um, okay. I was unhappy at my previous school, and I joined an agency, and I threw my hands in the air. I said. I would like, please, one of the nice grammar schools in the area. One of the issues at my previous school was appalling behaviour yeah. that was very stressful to deal with. So I said to the agency, just put grammar school jobs my way, please. I'm not interested in anything else. Yeah. And the rather lovely education consultant from the agency phoned me and said, now, don't tell me off. Yeah, I'd like you to look at this school. It's not a grammar school, um, but just go and have a look. Yeah, yeah. And I said, no, I'm not interested. Yeah. I'm really not interested. I didn't want to go frying pan into fire. So she said, well, just just phone the hod and talk to her. She's lovely. So I did that, and it, that led on to an invitation to come and look at the school. And then it seemed very relaxed it was would you like to come and do an interview lesson for us and it was you know they didn't need anything else from me apart from the information that the agency had and I kind of fell into it by accident because I wasn't intending to apply there yeah I mean like obviously I've sort of got got jobs through an agency before and in a way that is easier isn't it for an agency because you you do cut out like further down the line you are cutting out a lot of the a lot of rigmarole probably i guess you are potentially losing a bit of autonomy as well by doing that though i guess but I don't and know. also not every school can afford to use the agencies they often go on yes. the local authority website yes. and they rely on that exactly exactly so like you mentioned like what because you were sort of like no way am i doing this job in the school yeah (laughs) like what were the what were the things like when you got there that convinced you oh yeah these are good vibes like i might do this like was it just literally that the they were friendly i mean it can't have just been that because there's loads of friendly people around yeah i mean definitely from the moment i arrived everybody smiled and said hello makes it sound like some creepy cult but it really wasn't honestly (laughs) every member of staff i walked past went hi 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 and the children were fantastic and still are to be honest with you it's a great school yeah and they they let me tour the school just with a couple of kids who were brutally honest about everything about subjects they liked the subjects they didn't like and of course that was different one child liked one thing another child liked another but they were really funny and really open and nowhere was out of bounds I was saying can I go and can I go down that corridor and can we have a look at this and can we have a look at that and I loved that it was so 
open and I thought, do you know what? This is a really transparent place. I saw changeovers between lessons. I saw break time and it wasn't, you know, terrifying like it can be in some settings. And yeah, I just thought this is a really happy place. That's, yeah, because it just like it reminds me a lot of the school I'm currently in, actually, because I like I started there in January and um, I'd just been from a school that was like proper tough, like probably similar, mm. similar vibes to, to what you're talking about. Like the school I just come from was was proper tough, like proper, um, probably like I'd rank it. Out of the nine or ten I've worked in, that's probably like the top two for toughness in terms of behaviour, I would say. Um, certainly. And then I walked into this place and I'm like, oh my goodness, like the staff was so nice, the kids are amazing. It's a school for the deaf, so it's a very unique environment anyway. But yeah, yeah. it was just a fantastic you just get those vibes and then it's just very easy from that point on to go, Yeah, okay, I'll do this. Um you know, um, I, I guess, and I guess that's sort of part of the the issue is how easy you can make it for someone to feel like transitioning into that job is easy, and it's like, yeah, definitely, it's like okay, there's no sort of mental barrier of oh my god, I've like, yeah, to do this job, I've got to do X Y Z. It's almost like right, this is so easy, I can just drift into this job, and I can start doing it on my own terms. And I can feel good about doing it. And and I, I don't think there's that many around that are like that. I think there's some, but I don't think that's a widespread thing. If it was, I think the the, the recruitment issues in teaching wouldn't be anywhere near what they yeah. are. Yeah, mm. the schools would be packed. <laughs> yeah, that's what I mean. So I'll, I'll come back to you in a bit, Simone, because I've got more questions for you. But I'll, I'll bring in um, our other guests tonight. So, Lee, um, do you want to say hi? You, you've got a guitar on your Twitter bio um, picture. Yes, yeah, I'm, a, um, I'm assuming it can hear us. Um, yeah. I'm a, a semi-professional musician as well, um, which is why the guitar is there. Um, yes, love <laughs> Don't worry, I won't ask you for a song. Um, do you want to tell us <laughs> your sort of like education slash teaching background role? Yeah. Well? Um, I mean, I've, I've, I've worked in education this year for... This is about 20 years, 22 years, something wow. like that this year. Um, you know, I started off in support roles. I was a learning mentor and I've been, you know, sixth form support and deputy heads of sixth form pastoral support and all that sort of stuff. Went into teaching um, as an English teacher about 11 or 12 years ago. Um, and, you know, had some jobs, bit of supply, bit of, you know, a bit of all sorts of stuff. And I've recently just... Um, landed a f- an absolutely fantastic job at a, a very small college, um, where which just deals with students with various sort of um, learning difficulties, disabilities, and that sort of stuff. And it's absolutely just wonderful. It's <laughs> after years spent in comps and things, it's a, it's an absolute uh, dream come true, you know. Brilliant. And and I know you sort of made a comment, and I'm going to read your <laughs> comment out that you made last week on this thing. So you said a big problem with. Um, getting a teaching job is the interview process like where the hell did the idea of a whole day with student panels tours of the school micro teaching etc etc come from um, yeah, interviews, yeah. interviews in the real world are generally an hour tops why do schools think they need a day or half a day can you sort of expand there and give us some examples of why you've come to that point of view 
Well, I think, you know, I haven't done quite a number of, of these interviews over the last, you know, few years. Um, you, you do just get to a point when you think, what, what is this about? What is, what is actually necessary? What is needed to employ somebody? No other teacher. You, you probably need a micro teacher of some description, whatever that is. Um, you know, so you can see what they're like in the classroom and that sort of stuff. Fine. You need an interview as part of it. Fine. I, I, fail to understand why when you get the email from the school it often says things like on the day of the interview you will arrive at 8 30 um where you will then have a meeting with the head teacher or the assistant head teacher who will outline the day which nearly always involves a, a tour of the school and then you know a meeting with um, representatives of the student council and then there might be your teacher take place at some point and then there might be lunch and then they might decide at lunchtime that they're going to um that wasn't me. I think Mikey's <laughs> just randomly clicking buttons. Mikey, shut up and let Lee speak, please. <laughs> and then they might, you know, they might decide to shortlist at lunchtime and kick half of you out, which is fine because at least yes. they get half of you. Uh, you know, otherwise you're there till sometimes half past four, waiting for an interview as you watch people come and go. And, you know, it's a, it's a whole day, and this doesn't include... You know, the time that you've had to spend before that where they will say, you know, we want a 15-minute lesson on whatever topic it is, um, you know, which you'll deliver to this set of students. So you then spend an hour putting a lesson together with a lesson plan that, you know, incredibly detailed in a way you wouldn't normally necessarily bother for something like that. Because, And it just goes on and on and on. And you think, over the years I've done this, it's these interviews have just sort of expanded like an amorphous gas to fill in whatever space they feel the need to, to do in it i wonder if i do seriously wonder if it's about finding the right candidate or if it's just about well at my old school we used to do this and then we did this and i've heard they do this and so and so and it just fills and fills and fills out i've, I've been for jobs outside of education in the last few years I've, you know things like the cqc and the civil service and citizens advice you know they're not mickey mouse jobs they're jobs with weight and responsibility and invariably, you know, they're, they're just as highly qualified, you need just the same level of skills, and you go in, and you might get a paper exercise and an interview, and they can decide if you're right for that job in an hour, and an hour and a half tops. So why do you think, like, why then? Why are teaching interview days like that? Like, what are the reasons, in your opinion? <laughs> I've literally got no idea. I don't know where it started. I, I say, if you, if, to me, if you're going to boil it down to the, to the very nub, the gist of what you want... You might want to see somebody in the classroom to see what they like and get a feel for what they like with the students or what they like delivering their subject, whatever. And an interview is important. But so many times, these other things are all tagged onto it. And I, you know, I've been for countless interviews with student councils, and you come out of that and you think, yeah, they've done that tick a box. They don't pay any attention, I'm sure, to whatever the student councils say. You know, and then and then don't get me started on the, the turning up for the interview and in the staff room that morning and you suddenly discover that at least one of the people that you're being interviewed with works in the school currently or is and you think, Oh well, we're all wasting my time here today because <laughs> we know who's gonna get this job, you know. And was it true? <laughs> Were you? Oh yeah, I've had that I've had that quite a few times. You know, you've turned up and the person who's already on supply there or is is you know, is doing their teacher training there, you know, for a fact they're gonna get the job and it is still late at four o'clock. Jumping through the hoops. Well, I want to ask Simone. I don't know if I can bring you in again on this because you Hi. said that in that job you went for at the school, you're really happy. And now there was a, there was sort of like I wouldn't call it a student panel, but you went round with the students and you said they were brutally honest. You could ask them anything, etc. So, yeah. 
like I wondered whether you sort of like what your views are on that on on what Lee was saying about student panels and that side of things like do you think they are too often a tick box exercise or do you think they're usually valuable I think they're a tick box and I actually loathe a formal student panel I'm sorry but that's just me um in the past I've worked in in places in my previous school in particular where the students absolutely raved about you know who was the most entertaining on the day so yeah. the one who was cracking jokes and winking at them and being really pally that doesn't yeah. necessarily translate into the best teacher so um yeah do, I don't do, like do, them I make the call. But do you think those teams, the leadership teams, sort of bought into that a bit? Like, or... oh yeah, I think yeah. Um, I think they take on board what the students say. I mean, um, I would probably, if 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 a student panel, if I was in charge of a student panel, and they said, "Oh, that that teacher was really really funny, and they did this yeah. and they did that," I probably wouldn't go for it. I'd probably go for the other candidate. Yeah, <laughs> if they were yeah. too pally with the students, you know. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Um, because that's a thing. Like, in a, in thirty minutes, what are those students going to be looking for? Right? You know, it's not yeah. their fault. It's not their fault. They've been asked. No, to not at all. Do a, they've been asked to do a student panel. They go down there, but ultimately, they're children, and they will be looking for completely different things than you know the leaders what they want, yeah, definitely. what what the colleagues want. But then, I guess once you've put once you've decided that that's going to happen, you've almost got to take what they say on board. Seriously. You, you <laughs> yeah, do that because once you once you've said right, we're going to dedicate half an hour, an hour to students interviewing. I mean, I've heard of jobs where the students have almost done the interviewing. You know, like a little bit, like they've been no. part of the interview panel. They've been part of this, part of that. I think once you do that, you've sort of got to buy into what they say a bit. Not well, you'd have to, yeah, yeah. Um, anyway, Mikey's got his hand up. We're going to bring Mikey in. Mikey. Uh, good evening, Tom. Good evening. How are you? Yeah, um, excellent. Thank you. Uh, yeah, I, I, I like to, like, everything that everybody on the panel said is exactly like how I feel. Um, you know, having been in a situation where I've always had work this year, I've gone for four interviews, pulled yeah. out one, and not got three. But and then the two years I returned to just back home. Sorry, I was working in central London. Returned to Wales two years ago. I had two one-year contracts. Yeah, both in different schools. So I've had six interviews in the last two years. Um, and heck. I, yeah. So, but but all different. All so different. tell us about them then. Talk us through. You know, talk us through the different interviewing situations you've been in. Anything interesting, anything different, anything that sort of you get frustrated by? Well, just for context then, so as most people know, Wales is a local authority. So it's got to the point now that I've got like five or six different local authority application forms and I just cut and paste over because it's taken so much time. But I was annoying one time that the, the admin team in one school turned their form into a PDF or typeable PDF, which was exactly the same. So I had to go through and type it all out. So, you know, that's that. 
So it's, it's, it is extremely time-consuming, especially for teachers who are, who are on full-time timetables. If you're on a PGC or an EC, uh, you know, you're doing your NQTU, you've got more time. Like, you know, if you're on a six-lesson day and it's examination season, etc., you are maxed out. So putting in the application process is time-consuming. Yeah. So there, there's that. So coming back to like, um, you know, so one, one, here we go. So this is one day that I've been through. So arrive as, uh, as um, you know, uh, Lee said, arrive this time, blah, blah, blah. So we're all sat in reception, uh, three or four of us, blah, blah, blah. We're looking at each other, you know, hello, hello, awkward, small talk. Yeah. Then, then you get, then they took us into the, the panel room. Uh, boardroom and explained who was who and then I was just like I'm so and so I'm so and so I'm so and so there were four governors and I was just yeah. like and I was just like right okay so we've got two science teachers here we've got four governors we've got two SLT that's eight people I don't remember all these names right so that's right so so then so the first part of the day was the um the actual teaching so yeah. we all we all we both so we all taught at the same time and they carouseled around. So one person observed my lesson for like it was a sixty minute lesson and yeah. I had I had the head of science in for twenty minutes, then I had the two yes. ICU in for twenty minutes. But the the only person who was constant, I was observed by a governor. So the governor did the lesson observation. I don't know what training they'd had on it. I don't know what weight or gravitas their opinion uh Thing. Then we had a subject specific interview where four governors sat in and the two science staff uh, asked me subject knowledge questions and a bit of curriculum questions and they made notes. Then then we went for um, the panel interview, the general teaching uh, again with the, the head and uh, was it four governors, the head and two science staff. And they asked questions, and I got it. That was that was okay. two years, and it was just such a long day. But yeah, I've had I've had ones where I've had similar, but on top of that process, I've had uh, pupil panel, and again, I do wonder about the weight of pupil panel, um, um, um you know, what's the reasoning behind it, um, you know, can who who do they select for pupil panel? Why do they select these pupils for pupil panel, and um, and what's the what was what's the reasoning behind it? Then, recently, I had one where we again we are all arrived that English were being interviewed on the same day as science, so there were eight candidates, and we were all kept in like a little enclosure. It might be a COVID yeah. actually, like we were yeah. all isolated away for the day. Go back to the room, do this. Go back to the room. We just ended up all talking and chatting. It was. So the head then led the first part, you know, like a 10 minute get to know you. And then I had to teach, but I taught after the candidate. We both taught the same class. Okay. So, so the first candidate taught for half an hour and then she was quickly ushered away. Then I had to go in and set up. And I had to teach for half an hour, but you know the setting up took two minutes, two or three minutes, blah blah. It was the same kids, poor kids, poor students had, uh, you know, two different topics from two different teachers. They must have been fried, and they were year seven. Uh, I just, I you know, it just the lot. I just think you know, there's no 
consistency in the process. There's it's long winded for the sake of being long winded and officious for the sake of it. I don't know whether to justify why someone got the role. Um, but but then I've also had when I worked in England go in. I was the only candidate being interviewed uh, for for an academy chain uh, um, whose name we won't mention, and um, did the lesson. You know, forty minutes. Head called it to a halt, and I was a little bit. Oh my god, they're gonna what? get me. Yeah, forty minutes. You said that's enough, and I was just. I went and then I went downstairs. He said, "Right, let's talk contract." And just wanted to, wanted to get it sorted. He said, "I like what I've seen. I don't. We don't need to do the interview. I like what I've seen. Let's get it sorted." Was that? Did you did, did you find that a good thing though, or not? Uh, um, I thought it was. It was. It was quicker. I, I actually have got that wrong. There was a twenty-minute interview with a head of science and and head, just okay. on 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 the basics, you know, safeguarding. Yeah, this the, was after the lesson. After the lesson, yeah, bang. After they were happy with what they seen, like you know, cut. We're happy with what we've seen, not yeah. like keep dragging it on or whatever. That's interesting, isn't it? I mean, um, I'll bring Lee back in on this because he sort of brought up the issue of. I mean, do you like that idea, Lee? Of like. <laughs> The coin, because like, there's there's a part of me that sort of, like, I sort of, I like that, but don't like it. Like, I like mm. the idea of, yeah, we, we don't need to go through a process, and and it's the thing is, it's like, what can you find out from that, yeah, that lesson, you know? So I do like that side of it, but then equally, if someone did that to me, I don't know how I'd feel because I'd be like. If, especially if it was one of them where it's like we need you to plan a lesson on X, and then they just be, be like, "Oh yeah, go, go on, we don't care anymore." Yeah. What, do, what, what do you think? I don't know. That uh, is a funny one. That I'm not sure how I would, how I would feel about that myself. Yeah, um, yeah I do. That is that is a bit odd, right? It's, it's one you you wonder, you know, what that situation was behind the scenes where. Have you got, yeah, uh, like Lee, have you got any horror story ones? Oh God, like, yes. Um, <laughs> like, tell me some, tell me some horror stories. Tell me some. Go- and I, I mean, I think, the, I think the worst one that I ever had um, was for a, 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 a short-lived school in Newcastle. Um, it didn't last very long, and I, I, I went for a, an interview for the English position there, and it was a strange one. The rest of the people who'd been shortlisted were an odd mix of people who had not taught for a long time, some who'd just qualified, some who'd qualified and then been working in bars and had never taught and were coming in. And it was a, it was a very... And I was the only person who'd been, like, consistently teaching, and it was very odd. Um, and that was the thing, a tour of the school, in a, you know, all kept in a room, meet the senior leadership... The tour of the school, the student council, the micro teach, and and as the morning went on, it just became more and more apparent that it was the most appallingly organised and awful place. Um, to the point where the lessons were supposed to be, you're supposed to be a fifteen minute micro teach, and some of them were running on and on and on. And there was one old guy there, and I think it got to about forty five minutes, and his lesson was still going on. But we could see the class from where we were, and, we, and the, but they just let it roll. Nobody said, you know, right, that's your 15 minutes, that's it. Oh, no. They just let it roll on and roll on. And, and, and you're sitting there thinking, if this is how you organise an interview, if you can't organise this successfully, what is it going to be like working here? Um, 
And it it got worse from there to the point where they kept moving the times about and they kept coming in and saying, oh, Lee would like to move you later on in the day. Can you go in after so-and-so as, as the interviews were taking place? And um, eventually they, they came in and asked me to do that for the third time. And I just said, uh, no, I'm sorry, um, I'm, I'm going to withdraw. Oh, well, can we ask you why? And they took us along to the office to speak to the head and I told them exactly why, that you know the whole day had been so chaotic and so shambolic that I had no intention of working somewhere where, you know, if you couldn't organise an interview, what was day-to-day -day life going to be like there? And so it wasn't for me. So that, that caused some raised eyebrows and off I went. But it was just, I was getting more and more paranoid and horrified that they might actually give me the job and I'd end up stuck somewhere like that. That that was definitely the worst one I had. Um, yeah. Um, Mikey, I know you mentioned that you also withdrew from one. Could you tell us about that one? Yeah, I just didn't think it was the right fit for the school. And uh, when they told me what the job was, it wasn't what my skill set was. It was leading on um, physics and chem on the BTEC that they do there. And that's not what I want to do. And I specified that on my uh, application. So I just said, look, you know, I, I'm a big believer in too much change is bad for you. In in in, in I, I'd be moving to a different location or moving, you know, and and starting a new job. I would have needed to like be teaching my strengths in that. Yeah, but so I I I withdrew. I didn't feel it. I've withdrawn before. I was I I um I withdrew uh using well, about eight nine well a while back because I I thought the behaviour in the lesson was appalling, and again I thought the organisation of the day was shambolic. I just. I couldn't find anybody to tell them I entered the withdrawal. There was nobody around. Again, we were all in a holding room, yeah. and and I so I I found I couldn't find any teachers. So I just I just went to reception and told them. And then I had a phone call off the deputy head like fifteen minutes later as I was in the car driving away. I'd already gone. He said, "Oh, why are you withdrawing?" I said, "Oh, I just you know I sort of thought it was really disruptive behavior in a lesson, and I thought it was poorly organized." And he said he took it on board. Like I've had feedback as well for jobs I didn't get, and um, again, different topic. I've fed that back in on so, so like so I had feedback about my, uh, why I didn't get the job recently. But I also said it was quite an intimidating day, and I I said the number of like there was an interview panel of six is too many there's like you know yeah. four governors two teachers yeah. why is there so many people there like and i'm quite an outgoing confident bloke yeah. um you know i've coached a lot of sport used to standing in front of people used to like you know yeah. delivering to groups of like 50 plus men and i found it intimidating so yeah yeah um i'm gonna bring daisy in in a second um just before i do um a big shout out to pearson um, edit who are sponsoring the show edxl's new student center french german and spanish 2024 gcses cater to the needs of all learners regardless of their background ability or reason for studying all the new qualifications are rooted in learn language knowledge their assessments are transparent accessible and they allow all students to showcase their language skills through inclusive and relatable content. If you're interested in finding out more about the new suite of qualifications from Pearson, you can visit them at go.pearson.com forward slash MFL. Um, Daisy, I'm going to bring you in now. Thanks Hi, for Tom. As always, how are you? Okay. I'm good. I'm good, thank you. Um, I hope you've got something horrific to share. <laughs> I just, I saw this and I was like, <laughs> I've got a story. <laughs> um, 
so when I um it was years ago now but I went for an application I went for an interview and there was like four of us there and um it was a local school so like where I lived and and from what I'd heard like it was a really nice school and it was the micro teacher was fine it was all it all went all really well until I got into the interview with the head and the head was like it was just a bit strange like a bit interested overly interested in the fact that I was female so like lots of questions about like Uh oh yeah so lots of questions about like how do you manage disruptive boys how do you find being a science teacher as a woman um you know it's not it's not very usual to have an a-level chemistry teacher that's a woman you know which I just thought was bizarre like um he described me as a unicorn at one point because female young female chemistry teachers are so hard to find and then um, he was like, I've just got um, another question for you. And I was like, yeah, no problem. He was like, can you explain to me how a combi boiler works, please? What? <laughs> and I went, sorry. What? And he was like, can you explain to me how a combi boiler works? It's time for a fresh start to language learning. Pearson Edexcel's new student-centred French, German and Spanish 2024 GCSEs cater to the needs of all learners regardless of their background, ability, or reason for studying. Rooted in learned language knowledge, their assessments are transparent and accessible, allowing all students to showcase their language skills. Through inclusive and relatable content, the new Pearson Edexcel MFL GCSEs build a shared cultural capital that helps students develop an understanding of and appreciation for the wider world. Find out more at go.pearson.com forward slash MFL GCSE 24. And I, what? <laughs> and I, I just don't looked... know what to say. What is <laughs> the implication at... that? You... And I just looked at him and I was like, "No." I have What's absolutely... the implication there? Is that? Was so I that... said I was like, "I have absolutely no idea how a combi boiler works." I'm also not sure why that's relevant. Like, and he was like, "Well, it's a que- it's an interview technique where I like to see. I ask a question that I know you don't know the answer to, and I just like to see how people cope with being disrupted." Okay. And I just and I just stared at him, and he okay. was like, um, and he was like, and he was like, so no idea how it works then, and I was like, no, and um, and he was like, okay, that's the end of the interview, and he had this like massive grin on his face, and I what? was like, okay, and I went, um, I'm actually gonna leave now, um, and he was yeah. like, and he was like, what, and I was like. Yeah, I, I, I don't, I don't want to work here. I was like, I'm, I'm just gonna go. Yeah. And he was, and he was like, and he was like, oh, he was like, well, you know, it's interesting, isn't it? How a disruptive question can really show somebody's resilience. And I was like, yep. Or it can maybe just show that they're not willing to be tested like that. And I just left. Do you know what? That is mad. Like, um, I, I just Simone. I don't know if you're listening to this, but um, I am. Do that you know mad. how a combi yeah. boiler works? It was just as well I had my um, mic muted because I just sort of went Pah! when when I heard that question. I couldn't believe it. What it was a weirdo! Like, it was as if he was like, obviously, like I, like when he said, "Oh, I like to ask a really difficult question and sort of throw you off." But I think it was the combination of the fact that he'd been so driven about the fact that I was female yeah and then asked me about a combi boiler I I should have said have you asked the male applicants yeah well that's what I was gonna say if if that was a 
sort of there were sort of sexist undertones to the to the question or whether it was just I'm asking you a random question to discomfort you or if there were more sort of like sexist undertones to it yeah it was was so bizarre I literally just left and then when I went to the um, interview of the place that I worked at then for the next five and a half years I um I remember telling her about it at my my head and even she was horrified like yeah even she was like why would you do what like, it's such an uncomfortable experience anyway why would you make it any weirder like yeah, so yeah. F- but I wanted to add as well that um I teach internationally now obviously and um yeah and this year I've been um I've been interviewing for science teachers yeah it's such a different experience um internationally because essentially you have two interviews they're about half an hour each the first one's with um the head of school so the head of senior um and that's just more like a personality interview just seeing how you are like you know especially with with Saudi Arabia it's just checking that that you know they understand the connotations of applying for somewhere in Saudi and things like that um and then the second one is with me um and my line manager um and that's where we sort of look at the CV we ask questions about their teaching and and we ask questions about um potentially if there's anything interesting in the cv anything pedagogic pedagogical i don't know how you say it pedagogic, yeah. and, and things like that and we ask about like you know if i came into your class what would i expect to see and stuff and it is really interesting because people like we've had some really great interviews where people have been clearly much more relaxed and and so you get quite a good sort of you can actually have a good chat with them about their teaching and about what they enjoy and and things like that but I have to say on the flip side, I have worked this year with some people that would not have made it 10 minutes in a British interview. Like it's, it does unfortunately allow some interesting yes. characters. To well, get... having worked internationally myself yeah. um, and also been involved in interviewing people in one of those schools um, <laughs> for, for different roles actually, and being part of that process, it, <sighs> Yeah, it's interesting what we're saying about like the rigmarole and the archaic nature of the the UK application job application system, which in my opinion is 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 mostly true. But on the flip side, you can't argue that it is it, it's overly rigorous. Like yeah. it's, it's it's ridiculously over yeah. the top in many cases. But then internationally, it's almost like you sometimes go the other way where. Well, number one, you can't often get them there physically. Yeah, and yeah. and sometimes you can get someone who just has... It's like what Simone was saying earlier about having the gift of the gab and being entertaining and being funny. But actually, that can come across okay on a, on a Zoom call. Um, yeah. and, and it's very difficult to see through bluster over, yeah. over sort of in that sort of situation. So it, it therefore... It, the international circuit does become much more wild, wild west. Like, yeah, definitely. It, it's much like more wild, wild west. Even qualifications wise. Yeah. You know, um, one of the schools I taught in internationally, I think that, and now obviously, you know, I, I'd arrived into that school um, and probably 80 to 90% weren't qualified teachers. Yeah. Even. And, 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 and I, I, I don't just mean, they've got teaching experience and then they've, they've then got this job. No, I mean, this was their first job and they're not qualified teachers. 
Yeah. So that is where you get that that sort of different element to it. Yeah, for sure. Like so so one of the things that like happened this year was there was this guy and he was interviewing for us and 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 I just got this really bad feeling like and I and I said to to my line manager I was like he is somebody who talks a good game but I really don't believe you know I just don't believe him like there's just something about it that isn't you know I need to see him in a classroom like I'd need to see him with students because it's just so it's it felt like too scripted so it's like what you said like sometimes people if there's not that face-to-face teaching session or like you say a student panel which to be fair I don't love student panels because they are they often do pick schools do pick certain students for that and then it can be you know it's very artificial but without that you are left to have to make it's a serious professional judgment call isn't it It, it's you having to make that decision based off of a zoom call and like you say people can just blag it they really can like and especially in the international world with references and things like that it can just be a bit you really are sort of you know gambling on it um but i absolutely agree the british the current system we have in the uk it's so archaic it's so wild in no other profession do you have to take a full day to you know i get it for a head teacher role even deputy head designate you know if you're gonna if you're applying for a safeguarding lead role i get it that that has to be really vigorous but does it have you know for for a classroom teacher is a full day really necessary and also just my final thing why yeah. does it have to be like the Hunger Games? Why are we all sat in a room together? Why is it so tense and weird? Like it's it really does feel like you've been dropped into the arena of the Hunger Games and you're about and you've got to fight for your life in that room. Like it's mm-hmm. horrible. Uh, Mikey, go on. You've got your hand up. Uh yeah, I was I was gonna say like like that that's completely my my feelings too. Um, I forgot what I was going to say now, but yeah, Hunger, Hunger Games, they were all in the room. Well, you've been one. through lots of episodes of the Hunger Games because you said you've been for six jobs or something. So, in the, uh, yeah, in the last sort of two years. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, yeah, um, com- com- completely agree. Like, I just don't understand why, like, and look, look, working in different industries, like, I'm, I came into teaching as a mature student, like, it, it's just so different and a lot more relaxed. And, yeah. and I and I don't know why the profession doesn't take this on board. Like, why why aren't they seeking feedback? Why aren't they looking to uh, you know why have we got so many job vacancies? What what can they think about it? Why aren't they interested? Why don't they talk to each other? I I had a conversation with um, uh, uh, an acquaintance this week who works in the recruitment field, and apparently he met with four heads in Wales this week because they their supply bill for one school was half a million pounds you know over the last sort of I don't know eight, I don't know if it was a year or 18 months it doesn't surprise and, me though it doesn't surprise me and and and, and apparently this is what was said um we're extremely disappointed with the le- the caliber of candidate that we've had for the last role that we've um um uh, advertised and 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 it was almost like a sort of entitlement, like you've got to come and find us, not the other way around. Yeah. And that the, they're a school that's renowned for only advertising for seven to ten days. 
because they're oversubscribed and highly academic, amazing exam results, behavior is amazing there, um, you know, that kind of thing. And they don't, they don't, but what they don't seem to realize, I think the world is changing. They've got to go out and find candidates, not like sit there statically and the way it is at the moment that we all come in like the Hunger Games. Why can't they go out to teacher training? Why can't they go out to a couple of local schools who have got like, you know, and, and look at, you know, sort of prospective candidates? Why has it always got to be the other way around? Mm. Lee, do you want to come in on that? No, I was just, I was going to refer back just to saying, you know, people, people saying that, it's an archaic interview process. Mm. And I just, I wonder how archaic it is. How far back does this process go where it's become this whole day thing? Because uh, my, I would be, I would be, I would probably expect that this is actually quite recent and not something that goes back that far historically. I really get a feeling that this is something that's just sort of which developed bit? over which the last bit? few years. Which, which bits? Well, just this whole idea of the, you know, the, the whole day thing and all the bits that get tagged onto it along the way. How how long historically has this gone on for? In well, terms I mean, of I, was, I was experiencing that in 2007-8. I mean, that sort of thing. Mm. I mean, my, my interviews then during my training year were, I mean, I only had, what, two, I think. So, but they were of a similar sort of vibe. I had a couple in 20. Uh, 12 13 that were a similar vibe um yeah so i think it's been i think it's been that way for a while so yeah. Mo, you, you you when did you qualify like 15 years ago or something yeah 2008 it was for me as well because i don't know whether for you then it was the same it's pretty much been the oh same. i was really jammy I, I again play... yeah i know i know i'm sound i should buy a lottery ticket um, <laughs> i'm obviously very lucky um, oh god what's your <laughs> experience then my first head teacher i was there on one of my placements you know placement in an alternative setting as part of my teacher training and this lady she was tiny she was formidable um the seas parted the children parted the staff parted in the corridor when she came gliding along very very intimidating lady in a lot of ways well i saw her peeping through the window at me doing one of my lessons. Yeah. And then she disappeared on one of her circuits around the school. And then she came back later in the day and she was peering at me through the window again. And I broke out in a mild sweat because of her reputation. She was quite fierce and not shouty, but intense, you know? Yeah. And she um she took me for a walk after my lesson. I felt like a little Labrador, you know. She said, walk with me. Yeah. So you didn't argue. So I walked with yeah. her. And she said, um, how would you react if I were to offer you a job? And I was a bit gobsmacked. I said, I'd snatch your hand off. And she said, oh, oh it'll happen then. I'll, I'll get my PA to do the paperwork for you. <laughs> and I had a contract the next day. Yeah. So that was just really weird and really jammy. Um, was that yeah, very your, strange. Like PGC... I was doing, yeah. you know, do you remember the GTP graduate teacher uh, oh, program? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was doing it that style, so. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah, and I had a two-week placement at her school, and she'd been having a nosy at me and decided that I was all right for the school, so I was very lucky. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's really interesting. Because that, is that sort of like school direct now, or the GTP? Um, I don't know it's still if going. it works that way. I, 
I'll be honest with you, I don't know if it works quite the same way. No, no, no. It might have finished now, GTP. Does it still exist? Yeah, no, it doesn't exist anymore. Um, It was great for somebody like me because I wasn't having to pay to train. They were paying me, not a huge amount, but they were paying me. And I did observations for a while and then I did one lesson a week, then two lessons a week. I had one day a week in uni and it fitted very well with my lifestyle. I had young children at the time. Yeah. Um, and so that worked out well for me. Well, to finish off, I want to go around everyone and I want you to tell me two or three things that you would change, alter or edit about the current teacher job application process. So two or three things that you would change, edit or alter about the current job application process for teachers. So any volunteers to start on this? out of the four people oh daisy's gonna start daisy two or three things yeah so number one i would uh, make sure that the people interviewing are relevant people um Mm. like not just like a random panel like i don't like why is the 87 year old governor sat in my interview like do you know what i mean let's make sure they're relevant people who've got a relevant input yeah um and standard application form if you are applying to a you know, a state-run school, there should be a single standard application form. It may vary across borders, so England, Scotland, Wales, mm. but for the, but for the, you know, it should just be a standard form. And finally, all day is wild. You know, if it, it really should be max a couple of hours, even yeah. if, you know, even if the interview processes take all day, each person should only have to be in there for, for a couple of hours and then it should move on from there. Brilliant. Perfect. Does anyone want to go next? Two or three things you'd edit. Simone is going to go next. Hi. Yeah, I agree with everything that Daisy was saying. I also think that when they hold, sorry, when they hold interviews, they should inform the candidates the same day. Um, Don't drag it out. Don't mess people about. And also, if a candidate has given you a whole day of their time, have the courtesy to give them some feedback as to why they were not suitable. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I've seen that a lot actually online fairly recently. People saying, went for a job, didn't get it, and got literally nothing other than... In fact, some of them got nothing. They didn't even get an automated email. Um, I mean, that's bad, isn't it? I mean... Yeah, I didn't get informed about an internal (laughs) job that I applied for at my old school. I only knew I hadn't got it when I met the person who got the job. They came round with her to shake hands with us all and say hi. Yeah. Yeah, that's mad. That's just mad, that mad in my yeah. opinion. Um, right, Lee is next. Lee. Yeah, I would. Uh, I agree with everything that's been said so far. It needs to be truncated. It needs to be more focused. It needs to be more time effective for everybody involved, I think. Um, certainly, as someone has just said about the, the you know, letting people know if they've got the role or not, I've had experiences where I've waited two, three, four days, you know, to, to, to find out whether or not I've been successful and it's horrible. And the other thing, as you were just saying, is, is the feedback. You know, the times when I have requested feedback or received feedback, it has nine names out of ten. It has been very much lip service, you know, something that, you know, very much seems like there's not really much thought into it. It's something that's a, well, we'll say they've given them some feedback. We'll tell them this, this, and this, and it's not really been meaningful at all, you know? Um, so that would need to be done. It does need to be, if you're going to get feedback, then it needs to be constructive and it needs to be meaningful. 
um, is the other thing. Yeah, no, it makes perfect sense. Um, Mikey, I don't know whether you want to sort of, you are our final contributor on this. Everybody, everything's really been said, hasn't it? Every, everybody says yeah. exactly what everyone yeah, it's said. been a lot of good points. Yeah, you know, I, you know, and I, I like to echo the feedback point. You know, I've had some real wishy-washy feedback. Um, what, you know, I didn't get feedback for one job till ten days later. You know, oh it's just, God. it's just, it's just. I'm, I'm, I'm not but swearing. Sort of, like some people do have to hassle for feedback, you know, and that's wrong. Like, I'm really <laughs> proud of myself that I haven't sworn tonight, and I almost did then. But <laughs> you know, I. And and the feedback was just absolutely garbage. Everything yeah. was amazing. everything was amazing. Keep doing what you're doing. Yeah, and yeah. then and then that's why I didn't get it. And they said, "Oh, I wasn't in on the final cut because I had to go." And I, was I mean, they like... should just be honest and and say we couldn't differentiate between the candidates, so we had to pick one. I mean, that you know, like it's better to just be honest. Hundred percent. There's nothing wrong with honesty, see. And we, I, and we, we couldn't differentiate between the candidates, and we went for the one that we thought would yeah, fit the culture exactly. or the character of the department best. Because the, you know, everybody has a role to play in the world, yeah. and if they've already got a 43 year old Welsh guy who, who who loves his rugby and is a biology specialist, <laughs> it's not, it's not going to work, is it? And, and and they just need to be more more transparent and open. But if there is a if there is a flaw in your delivery, or it or if you yeah. are unknowledgeable in an area, they should be able to point you to how you can improve. This um you know there, there was an issue in the starter or uh, there was this and this is this is the text or this is the video or whatever. This is the recommended yeah. way to go so you can improve. Spot on. Spot on. Listen, um, th- that's it. I just want to say a massive thanks to Simone Lee and Mikey for coming on and sharing such valuable insights in the world of um, teaching job applications. If you're just joining us now, um, then if you want to listen back to this, it's available uh, via Twitter Spaces and to just click play on, on the recording. It'll be available there to listen to. It'll just sit on our Twitter page. Um, and obviously a massive thanks to everyone who's been here um, all the way through. Um, so, uh, Nat, a big thanks to you because I know you've listened to to everything. Var, um, thanks very much, Var, um, for for listening. Um, Paul's been in and out, so thank you, Paul, as well. Um, and Will um, has been here pretty much all the way through. So, massive thanks, and everyone who's dropped in and out. Um, thanks to you too. Um, we'll be back on TTR. I think tomorrow we've got shows. Tomorrow, um, yes, we have. Uh, we have a show tomorrow at seven thirty p.m. Um, so if you if you're interested, please come along, come along to that um, over on Twitter Spaces as normal. That one is with John B. Um, it'll be on at seven thirty tomorrow evening. Um, so yeah, do tune in. Um, it's been great to chat, and uh, yeah, I will be back next Monday. Cheers, everyone. Bye. You've been listening to Teachers Talk Radio. Tune in live and listen back at ttradio.org. We look forward to hearing from you next time on Teachers Talk Radio.